Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Hey everybody, I'm Mark Shanowski, along with one of the NBA's most popular analysts, Stacey King. We're inviting you to join us on the Gimme the Hot Sauce podcast. So join us every week here in the Hot Sauce studios where we'll be talking about basketball, football, MMA, entertainment, and unique viewpoints from a group of sports experts having a few brews. That's right. Listen up on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. That's a very good attitude. It's Mike Shope. You don't think? You don't you don't think? But I don't think you should be butting in when I'm talking to my team. You're my assistant, okay? You're supposed to back me up and go get me juice boxes when I tell you. Now go get me a juice box. You know who you're talking to? It's the bulldog. I'm talking to the juice box guy. You're crazy. Well, I'm not crazy. I'm just thirsty. Why don't you go to hell? No, you go to hell. While you're there, why are you grabbing a juice box? I'm no juice box boy, I'll tell you that. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Yes, you it's are. Mike Show yes, and are. the Bulldog on WGR Sports Radio 550. Just get it together, you two. The rehearsals for that must have been really something. You go to hell. No, you go to hell. Come on. Although, I, I meant to, uh, I was going to text Joe this, um, and I didn't last night. When I got home last night, it was really just sort of decompressing, and I turned on The Office, and it was the episode where Will Ferrell shows up to take over for Michael Scott, or for Steve Carell, I guess, if I'm going to do by the act. And they have a, do you remember how this happens? You watch The Office. You remember how they they met, or how I this did, started? I didn't, I've never made it far enough in to the series i've I've seen haphazardly seen episodes many of them i've never seen will ferrell on the show okay so i I missed that whole thing i don't know if he was on for more than one episode maybe he was but where he's introduced is where michael scott is leaving you know dunder mifflin and he's at a hotel bar and will ferrell is on the other side of the bar they just start talking and that conversation might be the best conversation in the history of the show. Like that, for as great as The Office was for so long, th- these two, just so many things about it. They're both just sort of oblivious in so many different ways. And the conversation they have at that bar um, is just awesome. Hearing Will Ferrell just now reminded me of that. D'Angelo Vickers. When he says his name, it's hilarious. D'Angelo <laughs> Vickers is his name. So good. Okay, so, not to bring everybody down, because that's a happy subject, The Office. <laughs> Do you, you, you haven't really said yet. I haven't given you a chance to say yet. Yeah. How, how much of a worried for the Bills vibe do you think exists right now? Oh, there's, there's, I think there's, there's a worried for the Bills vibe for sure. How, how big, I, I don't know. Um, I'm always, <laughs> like, I'm thinking back to conversations I we've had on the air with Paul. I've had 
off the air with other people. Like, I don't know, like a few people on Twitter responding to you one way is not something I would want to make a case on, you know, like, and I know you, you also are, you're asking, do I think it's, is there negativity out there? Is there overreaction out there? Absolutely. Um, but I, 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 I would expect, um, that to sort of self-correct over the course, because over the course of the next few weeks, if not months, because I think maybe the, 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 the same sort of person that is overreacting, in my opinion anyway, I'm not saying they don't have issues that need to be addressed, but, you know, I think, I think they're still going to be really, really good. Um, but that's my walking off point. But I, I think maybe my, my, uh, my premise here would be that the sort of fan that's overreacting angrily uh, to what happened, the way the season ended, is maybe also the same fan who, when they sign an offensive lineman you or I have barely ever heard of, that are just like, "Woo, we're back! So I, I think that, that a lot of that pendulum they're riding on might just swing back once they sign some guys. <laughs> and like we get an idea how, if they have to replace Jordan Pyer and Tremaine Edmonds, they're actually going to do that. And... So I don't think it, I don't think it's anything that is uh, like I wouldn't expect it to still sound or feel that way uh, to the extent that it might right now by the time May gets here. It's interesting you use the offensive line as an example of that because I certainly know the have experience with the phenomenon or whatever. But oftentimes, to me, like with linemen, it's you know the old, it's it's the more worried that Bills fans tend to sound when it's like Bobby Hart or Saffold even, or some of these guys like, mm-hmm. uh Oh, um, even draft picks actually. But I, I don't know. I wonder any fans want to weigh in. Like, do you feel like they will take a real step back or does your best friend think that? And you think he's nuts? Just what is the, <laughs> yeah. what is the vibe out there with these guys? Like the a, a recent tweet that I got was like, they'll take a step back. Well, what's that? 12 and five. Like is that that would that's a step back? Yeah. I mean, is right. that what what that means? Because that's not even worth saying. If you if you're saying a step back, you're talking about like maybe the wild card or yeah. five hundred. Yeah. That's that. I agree. I I don't. I I've said hundreds of times, if not more than that, on this show, that twelve and five is a great season. Right, like you win twelve out of seventeen games, even if it's not the one seed. You know, God forbid, even if it's not enough to win your division. You you win twelve football games out of seventeen. That's a great year. I'm sorry, you had a great regular season. We'll see what the playoffs bring. So yeah, that's not a step back to me. Um, you know, they've 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 been chasing the one seed and haven't attained it yet. Um, so another year where they don't achieve that wouldn't really move the meter for me at all as for like what I really think of them, you know, um, you know, depending on some fat, you know, assuming they're still the sort of, you know, offense is scoring points at, at, you know, 28 points a game sort of clip, which is where they were just a little over that again this year. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Step back to me. Yeah. Step back is the Steelers. You know, step back is you're you're hovering around 500, and maybe if things go right on the last weekend, you can back in. Like to me, that would be a step back. Um, you know, l- l- winning. Well, I mean, two, 
two years ago, the, the year they got to the playoffs and looked like a barn fire, weren't they 11-6? and six? I, I, So yes, I don't know what yeah. to do with a step back. I mean, I, don't, I, I, I think um, I don't see a step back, at least not the way I define it. It's way more variance in your win total. Like, I don't think you're winning double-digit games if you're talking about a step back. Okay. Here's Doug with us. Hi, Doug. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I've actually got a positive attitude towards next year because, like, every year Josh Allen does something different in the offseason to correct. Like, back when he first started, everybody was on him about his accuracy, and I know he works really hard with Palmer every year in the offseason to correct what he has or, you know, what he needs to correct. And we're really not losing many people. I mean, yeah, like, we could lose Edmonds and Poyer, but – I mean, we still got Von Miller. We're going to have Tredavious White, who's now going to be a, a full year out of his injury and maybe hopefully, you know, comes mm-hmm. back mentally a little bit better. But I'm actually excited for next year. I think they're going to do better than they did just this year. Better. Okay. Thanks, Doug. That'll be hard to do. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Well, better. Yeah. I mean, what are we talking about? Winning round the one two. One seed or get past the divisional round. Like, right? I mean, that that is also better. Well, here is a, that's an important point for figuring this out to me. Because why might you think, there's, there's two at least two answers here. Why might you think the Bills will take a, quote, step back? One would be, Poyer is a big deal. Edmonds is a kind of a big deal. I mean, other position, offensive line stuff, like the cap crunch and different things. Like, they're drafting late. There are reasons to think the roster will not look as good on paper. So, therefore, I don't have as complete or as deep of a team, and I'm not as good. Another would be that they're a level below the teams that played two days ago. And I do not agree with that. If that's if that's mm-hmm. the, somebody's logic... Because Cincinnati won here twenty-seven to ten. I mean, if they opened here next year and they won't, the Bills are favored. These teams play again, you know, mm-hmm. week one or somehow like this week. I think maybe the Bills are favored, or it's very close to even. And so that that I wouldn't do. I would not take one game and overreact to that. They didn't play Kansas City again. Their last three games against Kansas City were all in Kansas City. They won two, and they should have won the other one. Like, I would still put them, as we go into the offseason, a lot will change, but with those teams, not below. And so, you're taking a step. I mean, Jordan Poyer, what? They lost one game all year when he played? (laughs) Just the last game? Like, is that the only game they lost all year when he was on the field? I believe that that's correct, yes. So, if he even goes, that will be hard to replace he'll be hard to replace but i don't think the Bengals like changed this very much for me they were in the super bowl last year they were good last year they were good this year so were the bills like to me they're they're close yeah i i I think look generally i agree with that um you know if we were doing reverse afc power rankings today which we didn't do i would have the chiefs and Bengals ahead of the bills but that doesn't mean they're not in the same group. Like I, I, and you know, the question will be here, I think this spring and summer, who else is ready to ascend to that group? Are the Chargers new offensive coordinator? Are they are they going to join the group? Are the Broncos with fancy Sean Payton now to fix Russell Wilson? Are they going to join? 
Um, but I, I think the Bills, Bengals, and Chiefs, to me anyway, are still the top tier. And, you know, you can put them in the order you want, but they're they're there to me. They are the elite teams in the conference. Uh, that Again, we'll see what the offseason brings. You know, maybe Aaron Rodgers goes to the Jets or something. And, uh, you know, Lamar stabilizes Baltimore, and then they're back and, and belonging in that tier once they get going. But for now, they're there. Um, and I think you can well, – I'm going to say you can feel that way because I do and still want – them to make some changes to 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 tweak some things and try to get better because you know the frustration i still had watching the chiefs and Bengals play one another the way they did and looking at the way the bills played especially against the Bengals on defense it's it's just hard to figure out how you landed there um so i i want to i want to try to avoid that sort of misstep in the future so i'd like to see a change made to, to maybe to maybe help that, um, but that doesn't mean they're all of a sudden not on that tier anymore mm-hmm. because they were there all year with this group, and so I, I still think you're you're just as capable of putting this thing back together and rolling back out there and winning twelve or thirteen games again. Here's Phil next. Hi, Phil. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah. So I, I want to throw the New England playoff game and Cincy game out so to speak, because of they were, I just felt like they were really mentally exhausted, including the coaching staff, by the way, from the DeMar incident. And because, and you look at New England game, they scored two touchdowns on, on kick returns and then really didn't play that well that game. That was the bulk of their points against the worst offense in the league. So I really think that if that game, they had dominated New England like they normally do, and then we lost to Cincinnati the way we did, I'd be really concerned. But I think both those games I'm throwing out. But then when you look at the second half of the season before the Cincinnati Monday night game, the second half of that season play up to par to where Cincinnati was or where I thought Kansas City was from a consistent basis. And that's what really concerns me. However, we we did win the games, and good teams win games like that. We just... You know, the DeMar thing just totally threw us out of whack to get mm-hmm. to try to get back to the top level and, and really gain momentum in the playoffs. We just couldn't get there. And, you know, I, so bottom line is I feel good about next year, but this second half of the season really does concern me before the, the Monday night game with Cincinnati. And I don't know what to do about that, especially after watching the game this weekend and how good those coaching staffs were and how good both those defenses were. Nice job, Phil. Thank you. You, you, you might have confused the New England game with the playoff game. You left out the Miami game, but whatever. The, the, the point holds. Um, you know, they, they, weren't, they weren't themselves, uh, I don't think, and they, to an extent, have admitted that. A few guys did anyway, and you can do whatever you want with that. You know, like I, I'm inclined to respect it. I don't think it's like the only reason um, that that they they could not find their way to win um, the Cincinnati game, but I don't know. It would feel disingenuous for me to completely dismiss it because I was worried about them for a month before that. Even here's Steve next. Hi, Steve. Hey, gentlemen. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, just a quick point. It doesn't necessarily feel like we're ready for a step back. It feels like. 
the window size changed. It got smaller. And, and that's, I think, my biggest concern. It, it, it seems like it's going to be a lot harder to make it back to the point I felt we were at, you know, minus 13 seconds the year before. Like, I, to me, that team was almost unstoppable. And it, it's still shocking how we lost that game. I, this year was choppy, and I, I think it's going to be a lot harder to replicate what, what – what we've done the last couple of years, and this, to, to an earlier point that, that Bulldog made, there's, there's going to be a few more teams that join that that top tier that are going to make it a, a little bit more of a challenge. I, I'm not sure how we're going to may, – may take a year or two to, to kind of – I don't use the word rebuild, but kind of bounce back um, and retool, especially mm-hmm. when you're, you're leaning on Gabe Davis to be your number two and that, that, for whatever reason, didn't work out the way we all thought it might. Uh, so not, not only you're replacing Poyer um, in some of the other holes, but but now it's a second receiver. You're starting to have uh, some more positional needs that are popping up. Uh, it's going to be tough to repeat. Thanks, Steve. Uh, also good points. I, I think it's not exactly counter to what you said or exactly the same as what you said, but one thing about this year coming up is – Man, like the best case scenario, almost, almost literally, the best case scenario is let's meet back here in a year in January and see what happens. Like the one seed point, that's still something they've yet to attain. But if you're good like they've been, it's a third disappointing or worse playoff loss now that we're on to. And man, like, just that there'll be that much less respect given mm-hmm. to what they're able to do in the best case scenario next year, necessarily, because the playoffs are it. And now they are that relatively large step closer to being a team that, you know, trademark can't win in the playoffs. I don't believe in that. I don't believe in can't win in the playoffs, but a lot of people do. And so the Bills will have more have to listen to more of that mm-hmm. this year, and who knows if they'll even think it. And one more time, that's the best-case scenario. The best-case scenario is we get to January and, like, okay, now you got to beat these guys. Like, that's it. You know they're good enough to do it, just like this year was. You know they're good enough to do it, just have to do it. And I've said it all. Like, yeah. that, that will happen. That will be the case this year. Last year really was like that, too. There was the second half for me was concerning enough to for I want for us to talk about that. I wanted to talk about that just to see if they were still you know the Bills. Um, but even even this year was this get to January and yeah. find out. Yeah, I wonder about that. You know that that creeping in on them. You know, I I think I read that Tyler Dunn did one more show with. Uh, Isaiah McKenzie, and, and and I believe McKenzie said Diggs said something to the effect after the Cincinnati game ended, like this it, it just keeps happening, like the same 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 you know same ending, uh so like that that's you know in the heat of a moment maybe that's just a thing you say, um but it it also could be a window into a frustration that could be building there that they they themselves are starting to feel like they can't get over the hump, right. Uh, here's Rob with us. Hi, Rob. Hey, guys. Love the show. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, I was I was 
telling the screener, uh, I've had a couple of people here mention to me that uh, that they believe that the Bills have been leapfrogged by the Bengals. And uh, I entertain the thought for a minute, but, um, you know, I, I look at what this team went through this year, you know, off the field distractions like the, the, the shooting in Buffalo, the injuries, the weather, everything that, that went along with that. And these guys are human too. And, you know, you, you there's only so much that, that a human can take before it builds up and, and emotionally that we all say it, you know, this game is a game of emotions. And I think by the end of the season, they're drained. I'd like to just throw this season away. Let's attack the cap. Let's see if Josh Allen, I love Josh Allen. Let's see if he's serious about winning. See if he restructures his contract to make it a little bit more cap friendly. And uh, I'm ready to gear up and go. I, I'd much rather let's get the season started next week. Cause I'm ready to go. I think, oh. I think good things are going to happen. Uh, I'm I'm ready for next year, man. I don't think we're taking a step back at all. I think I think we're going to gear up and get ready to go again. Get right back at it. Hashtag run through a wall for Rob. Yes, <laughs> yeah, I love it, Rob. Man, I I wouldn't if I were you. I wouldn't spend two minutes worrying about whether Allen will will renew his contract. Like guys do it all the time. It, it's to me, it's almost a formality. It'll be that, to his it, advantage financially, right? right? I mean, right, and and it it just. I, you know, just I wouldn't even for a second worry about it. It, it, it. It's obvious to me. I would be amazed if he didn't want to do it. Yeah, I'm so, ready to. I'm ready for next week. Let's. Let's. I agree. I need to I'm crunch not, some I lineups. I still need a little time off, but I, I mean, I, I like the. I like the caller spirit. I need to crunch some lineups soon. <laughs> I need to grind waivers soon. I need it bad. I'm in three drafts right now. Of course you are. Of course I am. Is right. Let's see. I'm on deck here in round 15. That's the one we've talked about. Uh, I am five picks away in round 10, and I've made my first round pick in the third one. I love how you say so confidently that's the one we've talked about. Like, I have any idea which one we've talked about. I know which one it is because that was the first one, and I asked you about Justin Fields or something, right? I asked you about this, this team. Yeah, Jefferson, I, or the, I had the tweet like, which pick should I make, Jefferson or Kelsey? Anyway, yeah. <laughs> I just, there's like a jolt of energy from Rob, but for different reasons. <laughs> I got to put a lineup in here soon or I'm going to fall apart. Okay, time for sports. Paul Hamilton joins us at six. Sabres and Hurricanes downtown tomorrow night. Mike Shope and the Bulldog, WGR. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. 
in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.